Welcome to the Tuesday Wine Club, a podcast where you listen to two dysfunctional friends have wine drunk conversations with creatives from different industries. Our guest today is the lovely Mehak Malhotra of Giggling Monkey Studio. On to the episode. Hi Sam. Hi Veer. How are we doing today? Existential but loving it. Honestly, I love that for you. Like <laughs> just <laughs> come through. Come through. Okay, tell me one thing. We are I feel like every time when June, I mean like the month of June starts, it mm-hmm. I think it takes this long for me to really understand that we are in the year that we are in like now i'm like ah yes now we're in 2021 um it only took us 6 months to get here 5 months whatever what are you excited about for june i have three things and one bonus um damn this is not a podcast i'm a, no really because uh this is something i know a lot of people will message me about and be like bro please chill out so three things i'm excited about is to watch Lucifer the second part of the fifth series a fifth season um the woman in the window because i still haven't seen it because i'm terrified to watch it at night what is the woman in the window so the woman in the window is about is a novel by aj finn the author is an asshole we don't like him but we love the book <laughs> it's about this woman who's an agoraphobe and she basically can't leave her house these neighbors move in next door and she meets them kind of one by one and she spent some time with the wife yeah. like they just kind of chill chat over chess etc we don't get too many spoilers ma- give me the premise this is not a okay. spoiler this is this is a very this is a setup then one fine day she see she's in her house mm-hmm. and she can see the neighbor's house right she witnesses the woman being murdered and she calls you know 911 and they're like okay fine we'll come see what the scene is they come to her house and the husband walks out and behind him she's like kind of stand the the main character standing me like i saw him kill his wife i saw him kill his wife another woman walks by and says hi i'm his <gasps> wife i'm jane russell no that's all i'm going to say oh my and i've read the book and i skipped work is this, this the first crime book i'm going to read i mean my manager knows this now from that time but it's weird it is it will give you chills it will make you question everything but it is so catchy you okay. won't be able to put honestly it down. great that's all i really needed <laughs> okay the bonus thing i'm excited about is because you've just reminded me that we're halfway through the year is christmas what we are we are halfway to christmas and i cannot well, wait technically we're not halfway cuz it's only the beginning of june i mean no see if we're going into technicalities christmas kind of begins in the first oh, week oh, of oh, december okay. right It really it does. Yeah, that's why I said oh ho ho ho. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> What are you excited about? I um Okay, so June, June is Pride month. Am I excited to be exploited by a bunch of corporates? Definitely not. From home, from the comfort of your home. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm excited about probably being clowned by our queen Taylor Alison Swift. because god knows if 1989 taylor's version is coming out this month or not 
the thing is we don't know if it's going to be 1989 taylor's version or if it's going to be red taylor's because version or <gasps> if it's just going to be nothing because because we are all clowned <laughs> and this is taylor swift's circus and we are all just monkeys and yeah, it's the red era we are the circus nonsense you know my my thing with this is oh sorry i know i know we're recording but i have to ask you this and i don't mind leaving this in the podcast so you know how she posted this post about um crescent moon mm-hmm. coast is clear spring breaks loose time yeah. is near crescent moon coast is clear so okay things are you know she can do things now because there's no trouble um spring breaks loose is all fine okay fine spring's over and then she says the time is near i know I that's not, maybe i haven't seen this on instagram but i haven't seen any accounts being like the time is near guys any time now you know and the thing see the reason why i'm so confused whether it's 1989 or red is because mm. the, the setup of the photo she posted with the vinyls is yeah, so there's a there's it's a direct comparison red. to red but the bitch is wearing a crop top like do you think she she just be like you know what here's both or no, that too generous she won't she absolutely no it's not that easy it's, it's never that easy. That easy. You know the thing is sometimes I feel like it actually might be that easy but we overcomplicate it for ourselves. You know what the funny thing that is every conversation leads back to Taylor Swift. No, I mean I'm, that's not funny anymore because it's just a part of life now. But the funny thing is we're all sitting in different parts of the world kind of you know speculating and like predicting. And she's and probably just sitting in her armchair petting her cat. <laughs> looking at Twitter, looking at Twitter from her probably secret stan account. I bet she has a secret Taylor Swift stan account, I promise you. I would be shocked if she does. Just Sam, I'm so tired. <laughs> What does she want from me? <laughs> But okay, so Taylor Swift is actually a really good sort of setup to also like talk about our guest because she is also a very massive Taylor stan and I think this is hands down maybe one of the funniest episodes we've ever had yeah, the experience I of recording it's not embarrassing but it's hilarious how much we have just fumbled <laughs> and just kept laughing because i mean neither of us knows mehak from before yeah. this episode we've never met her i think this is the first time we spoke but we hit it off so well from the get go till the very end it was honestly incredible mehak if you're listening to this which i surely hope you are because you're in the episode man please um <laughs> <laughs> we love you and we are, we were really 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 happy to be able to get the chance to record with you and should we just move on to the episode I think yeah let's just go on to the episode yeah, move on to the episode where like Sam fumbles the intro Yeah that's because she was laughing <laughs> <laughs> I saw Okay cool bye Mehak Malhotra is a unique force to be reckoned with. Having only graduated from NIFT Mumbai in 2018, <laughs> she's very quickly become one of India's most identifiable voices within the in- within the design industry. As a founder and creative director of Giggling Monkey Studio, she's worked with everyone from Google and Instagram to brands like Fruity, which I love, and Auntie Australia, in addition to her role as creative lead for Canva in India, as if that was not enough. <laughs> her strategic approach to design not only supersedes trends but at the same time ensures that every project she works on has been unmistakably made by her. So please join us as we welcome Mehak Malhotra to the Tuesday Wine Club. <laughs> Cheers.
Cheers, guys. You like fully lost it when you introduced it. I was it. laughing. Now it's just like it's. So the thing is that when somebody tries to talk about me, right? So I have. I don't know. I think I have imposter syndrome. And uh, join the like club. I mean, it's a it's a horrible thing. club, but join. <laughs> it just comes out in very funny ways where I just can't stop laughing and be like, "They're talking about me." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I feel like the sooner you realize you are a man, the better it will be for the world. I'm, I'm 25 now, and I'm getting older every day as we speak. No, no, But we're I'm not having the existential mid-twenties crisis. <laughs> I had it in Feb last, okay, but not again. But I feel like you know, I I can take two years off my life and continue again because I worked in college, so I was not doing college. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it feels good, but like. And if like there is somebody else paying for the alcohol, then I'll have unlimited LITs. You know, um, I'm gonna exclude myself from this narrative with LITs and just disappear into the background. That's all I'm gonna say about this. Okay, Mehak, tell us why design? Why design? Because I suck at everything else. That's why. Mood. <laughs> I literally can't do maths to save my life. I oh, you're you're part of mood. Are, it's like you're in a safe space. <laughs> safe space. Very safe space. I can't do maths. I can't do. Uh, I have low patience when it comes to working with other people, so I can't be employed. Mm-hmm. But uh, to be very honest, like I didn't know if I wanted to do design. I just wanted to. Have fun to be very honest in life, and I yeah. don't know what that encapsulated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I told my parents that you know uh, I just want to make things, and my parents were like, "Artist banegi." <laughs> <laughs> my dad was quite shocked. Okay, and I told him I think I want to do like you know arts and mm-hmm. crafts because I didn't know design yeah. was a thing, and I'm from Dehradun. Over there, design so nobody knows yeah. that it exists at that point at least. Yeah. And. Uh, I my friends were like who are my seniors they were like right. apply to NIFT apply to NID sorry no no it's fine this is Bombay again no no okay. it's fine it's Bombay <laughs> okay I'm gonna keep this <laughs> yeah we'll just include yeah. it in the recording that's awesome so I think I took up design because I one was bad at math that was my idea of being successful in the world because that is what I was fed to in school. And like in classes, if you are bad in math, you're bad in life. That is what I was told, <laughs> and I grew up with that idea. Yeah. And what? It's just like, yeah. Wait, I have a question. Did you do math in like eleven, twelfth, or were you no, able no, to like I drop it? No, I had Hindi, but I had to take tuitions for Hindi. Oh, also. thank God. So I was just generally. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I feel so on the same wavelength to you, but you no, know, continue. No, but yeah. So like, so I've always been. Uh, struck by my emotions quite harder than mm-hmm. I should be and I realized that that is carried forward to my work as well so when you see the yeah. work that I create you feel what is being trying to be communicated first even if it's anger even if it's like uh, you know something that's just cheeky mm-hmm. it just comes from a yeah. place where I'm 
very honest about what I feel about something yeah. and that can get me into trouble but I self edit or like rectify very like uh, politically incorrect things that I could say it makes you feel things that words can yeah. make you feel and design um I won't say I'm a hardcore designer because design has rules and I'm an artist as well where I try to yeah. merge those like you know mm-hmm. worlds to bring together something that could have a function but also make you feel something um, right. yeah that is something that I like doing and that's why I expertise in branding because that enables people to have a function to something but also make them want to buy something yeah. so situation but if this is what we do to earn but a living but if you're not brutally capitalist yeah. like say for example if you're not money first but you're emotion first but Correct. it also brings yeah. you some money Correct. that's how i like looking at it and also then why not yeah. Yeah. yeah i also feel like when you're okay financially in life is when you can take that call because right. most of the times yeah. you take calls based on your own comfort zone as mm. well and i feel like that happens to working professionals who don't have a full time job that has a salary yeah. Yeah. cuz like when you want to make a living and you have to pay mm. rent and you have to pay things especially for somebody when you have to take yeah, care of yourself exactly you have to take care of yourself you have to look out for yourself and in order to pay for those things you would want to take decisions of working with clients that don't essentially do good to the world yeah. but like Yeah. They don't do bad to the world. Like I mean, don't mm. work for people who are horrible, but work yeah. for people who would relatively <laughs> not do that much harm. But yeah. make up for it for working with like better people. I feel like um the more I work with people, the more I'm able to understand the idea of what uh they care about and okay. what people yeah. care about because I think there is this universal thread that ties us all together that is called giving a shit about something yeah <laughs> something anything yeah it could be anything like to be very honest it's about giving your time to something especially at a time where time is so important mm-hmm. um it tells you so much about human psychology and i like approaching design from a place where i like to understand people and their choices yeah. before yeah. i go on to telling them hey this exists you might want to buy it so like <laughs> that is how i approach my work in general so that helps me maintain that humanness to things because i buy things at 2 o'clock in the morning that i don't need yeah <laughs> and i know how i reach them oh my god <laughs> so like that ikea box that's lying there that is what i did need this plant in the background you know that's fake <laughs> I didn't I have that. this story about I'm so glad I'm not alone. One day the, I get a, I get a package and my mom's like what have you ordered now? Yeah. And I'm like nothing. <laughs> I don't stay and awake at 2 like, in the morning and browse through Amazon. No, no that's not me. I tell you what this was. So I basically ordered like light up li- shoelaces, mm. like bright pink light up shoelaces. Wow. Ask me why? No, because I was drunk out of my mind coming home from a scene. And you saw someone. And on Instagram, and I got the targeted ad. <laughs> and like within thirty seconds, I had bought it. Yeah. 
it's it, like <coughs> i'm sorry but my job sort of revolves around understanding those drunk situations and getting you to yeah get the right poster you know like the right picture i will happily be your case study <laughs> so why did you desi- uh, why did you decide to open up a studio of your own right after college because like walk walk us through the journey of opening your studio because like you spoke about how much you associate design also with you know expressing um yourself and emotions but how did that lead from sort of through college into a studio so i interned at a couple of places before i actually decided to take the leap because yeah. i did i did assistant styling with a few people and i did assistant uh, architecture design okay. work with a few people then i did some assisting on environmental design projects and the one day that i was at dadar station with two gorav gupta gowns in my hand i was like this is not for me no i can't do this and i was just like either this similar story if this goes like if these gowns go i'm dead if yeah. somebody kills me and takes them i'm still dead yeah. so i was just like yeah. this is very scary and i was like adventure sports nahi ho raha mujhe ab any more in life and i like literally like went back home one day and i was like what are you doing why are you doing this job and i realized yeah. there is literally nothing that exists for me out mm. there as a job that i could instantly join and i was like uh, yeah. let's start a studio that's yeah. how it started to be very honest and i didn't know what i was jumping into when i jumped into it and mm. next okay tell me how do you pick the projects you work on slash the companies that you work with aha uh-huh. You know, I'm still stuck on the fact that I love that any time Meg talks about doing something sort of reckless, she calls it adventure sports, <laughs> and I kind of want to do that in the future. Just like at least it sounds productive because like adventure yeah. sports, like oh exercise. It's true. Like, it's, mm. it's a brain exercise because in the next day you like go over the events and you're just like, whoa, Meg, where did you get that energy from? <laughs> where did that come from? So oh it's almost God. like a treasure chest and a treasure map that you're tracing back. Coming back to picking the how you pick the projects that you work so with like and the companies that you work with. So like my technique, which is top secret, with uh, I would tell you, is that you treat the company as big as you are, or you treat yourself as big mm. as the company is. Yeah. That allows them to sort of grasp how much of respect you have for your own self, because that puts you both at equal as collaborators instead of them hiring you or you giving something to somebody. I think that is the most important thing yeah. to establish that if. say like uh, a mega giant company <clears throat> sorry comes to work with you and you're just like hey but i'm not equipped to do this but then you should not project those insecurities onto the project you should go with your mm-hmm. best clothes on and just like talk about what you're good at because they came to you because you're good at something at the yeah. end of the day so like but when somebody like today on a call somebody was like you know we've seen your portfolio it's colorful it's bright and you know it's really loud and you know how to talk But if we had to give you a project that was not to scream but to like whisper, would you be able to? Mm. Like they didn't use the words. I mm-hmm. worded it nicely so that it is wow. more understandable. <laughs> Can you tell she is the Taylor Swift yes. fan? <laughs> we ha- we have so, to talk about Taylor Swift at some point. We just we, will, we just do. Sure. It's coming. It's coming. So like I just told this person that you know at the end of the day I designed to serve the purpose of a particular brief, yeah. mm. but not just the brief. Also, the end product needs to reach a certain audience. Correct. So, who are these people? Yeah. Do they relate to you or not mm. when you're doing something? So that's how I explained it to this person. This person like, okay, cool. Like, you know. Yeah. Will they? they will they hear it. the whisper? Do they need to be yelled at? 
Yeah, like I love yelling. Look so at like, me. That's why my work, like, sort of, it's always like, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's like me all the time, oh, and I'm Punjabi, so like it comes very naturally. <laughs> as it should, as it should. Okay, speaking of sort of your sort of um, how you scream and whisper. Good segue again. Great yeah. segue. How did you find and cultivate your design aesthetic? Honestly, I didn't notice it till somebody else started talking about it. Okay. And I think that is what happens generally because yeah. you have a certain set of comfort colors, comfort mm-hmm. expression yeah. lines and you go back to it and you make things because it's almost like um, when I want to express something, it's like cooking. Yeah. Somebody would use yeah, It's like you're thinking yeah, in those colors almost. Like I would make dal khichdi every time I would want to feel comforted. So this was yeah. my dal yeah. khichdi palette to go back to and make things. Yeah. And I realized that somebody was like, hey, that's so you. And I was like, what do you mean when you say that? And this was the first time in college somebody pointed it out. And they were like, hey, this looks like your work. And I was like, uh, this is an established designer. Mm-hmm. And they are like grown up and everything. They were like, no, but your way of thinking is similar. I said, okay. I would take it as a compliment. But now if somebody says something like that, I was like, but hey, I'm a person. And I have my own voice. <laughs> Don't compare me to somebody else. <laughs> it's literally that and I feel like my USP as a designer is to bring forward an Indian aesthetic that is like internationally recognized Mm -hmm. in a more comfortable way because you need to understand um, how in a way that's like commercially palatable yeah Yeah. like you know you can't throw somebody in the pool and be like hey learn to swim you should Mm -hmm introduce them step by step to the water so that's how i like i mean doing you, that. Yes. you can <laughs> yeah i was thrown into the pool like should you <laughs> you should not thrown into a pool guys what happened to you <laughs> uh i went to goa this year and i was standing in like this deep water yeah. and i was comfortable with water hitting me and not falling and i was like hey i have control over yeah yeah my like you know my space my matter my body and i was like that is what happened to me with hmm. my work as well like at some point where i was being drowned by things and feelings and emotions i realized that i need to stand up and just like yeah. not let it make me float away i need to stand my ground so hmm. i think it started off with me being one a woman and saying yes and no to like work mm-hmm. yeah. and i realized that that came in uh, after two years of actually doing work hmm. and yeah. I realized that that was so deep-seated that you're supposed to say yes to everything yeah. that you're given because yeah. you're being given something you should be thankful for it hmm. and I realized that a lot of times when I was doing projects I was actually giving too much of my time and effort and hmm. more than you yeah, needed to like more than exactly you. and I was not getting paid so many times and I realized that okay I yeah. need to start saying no and yeah. that came in in a difficult situation where I was like either you can make money or you can say no and like not do this mm. and I was like what about you know this person telling other people that I said no and then no other person coming from yeah. the work and this is like a general dilemma that I think you know, every freelancer yeah. faces I mean yeah. I, 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 I agree with what you're saying and the more you're saying this and thinking about it I'm mm-hmm. sure this also happens to men I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men but I think as women you feel that if you know like you're saying like I'm just taking your example that oh if I don't do this or if I stop doing this what if that person goes and tells someone else and then I get labelled as being hysterical I think it's because we are so used to being given gossip yeah or like 
ఇంట్రెస్టింగ్స్టర్ um i have found it sort of difficult to get some of my clients to open themselves up to things like just color uh-huh. or slightly fun design so like but that being said that is sort of the backbone of what you do i was going to say how do you how do you gauge that how do you strike that balance so i have the same working sketch like same it's not like actually very similar but if i compare them so you know my idea of getting to know a person mm-hmm. or getting to know yeah. a client's comfort zone is to introduce them to the wildest side first yeah <laughs> they still stick and then, around then they are going to be comfortable with the rest of my yeah. you know aesthetic so i put out like it's quite funny because the work that you see on my instagram and my page is what um we have done that speaks about our work but we have done close to like 5 to 600 projects in branding so yeah. far since we started and a lot of those projects aren't really colorful but they are very um, yeah i don't know if this is like self praise but it's it's intelligent design because it serves the purpose you know like love it it just like literally it's like smart it's design it's not self praise if it's just it's, it's just really <laughs> well done man <laughs> great work <laughs> you're working very hard you're allowed to have a You know I had this genius ideas of making calendars in January 2021 for 2021. Tell me more. It's just like why would you do that to yourself Mehak? Like basically my calendars released when the year started. Mm. Yeah. And I was like it's okay you're doing it for yourself. Do it do it do it and so now I'm just like literally if anybody places an order for anything on sorry my entire shelf moved. Oh, sorry. Anything <laughs> If anybody places an order for like anything on the store I just send like a calendar as a complimentary thing with it and if it's so a friend sweet. I send three calendars <laughs> take my house doesn't take have space it. anymore <laughs> So but then this made me realize that you know you can you should uh, you should plan but mm. you should always take that leap to do something that you want to do for yourself because yeah. you never know where that leads yeah. and i feel like this gave me a good uh, understanding of keeping a stock at your house and all of those things mm. but then this also gave me an understanding that maybe my artwork is not massy it's very mm. uh, yeah. niche and that gave me a good understanding that i can't make things like 
Alicia Souza does because mm. she can yeah. sell that to anyone that sees it. Mm. But yeah. my work has an underlying element that you need to give it time and attention. It has a personality yeah. that sort of needs to align with who's exactly. buying it. I, okay, yeah. since we're talking about your work, I can't sorry, tell you huh? one second, one second. I can't tell you the amount of like prints that have not sold. Uh-huh. Like there's a suitcase behind me. There's two boxes on my bookshelf over there. That are just. It's crazy. You guys have the same bookshelf, but in different colors. We all have a bookshelf. Yeah. We're yeah. intellectuals. <laughs> We're all intellectuals. <laughs> 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 we have a bookshelf. Smarty pants. <laughs> but yeah, I know what one, you mean. One singular bookshelf. But uh, you know what? Thank God you're not in Bombay because every time you hit monsoon season, your prints turn into fungus. Because like I'm trying to sell the calendar stock before mm. the monsoons hit. Otherwise, it's just unfortunate. Raddi ka saman. No, no, don't say that. We'll we'll buy. We'll, we'll, we'll take. No, now take. what I'm doing is I'm literally selling these and whatever profits we get, we give to him. Couldn't then mm. like you know feeding from far because I was like, honestly, I don't need to sell these to mm. make any money for myself. But whatever sells yeah. needs to go for something that's actually helping people yeah. at this point. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because. And I also decided to not do any charity work from first of June because I realized that I've spent almost half the month trying to raise money for mm. people who need yeah. it. Yeah. But I also need to realize where to draw the line for myself, mm. and I need to pay my own bills as well. So like I need to yeah. stop yeah. doing things for other people. You need again. You yeah. need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Okay. One second. I have to ask this. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was really excited when I saw that you had worked with Fruity because I have mm-hmm. such a strong connection to Fruity. I mean, I have great mm-hmm. memories, of course, as a child in the summer. But my biggest. I had to drink so much Fruity that I threw up one day. <laughs> That's how much Fruity I had <laughs> on that entire shoot. Because like they were like, "Hey, can you show us taking a sip of yeah. Fruity?" And I was just like doing this, and I was doing this, and I was like, "We've had five bottles of Fruity." <laughs> bottles. <laughs> Because like they did two, they did a photo shoot and uh, the photo shoot. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, this is. What um, happened to the tetra packs? I'll tell you. So basically, if you look at the entire campaign, it was yeah. Um, Jessica Walsh's agency and was reaching out yeah, to yeah, influencers yeah. in India to do one post. Mm-hmm. Now, for me to work with and Walsh is like. It's a huge, it's a huge, huge thing. Huge, I was like, like these guys, unimaginable yeah, sort of they thing. need to see what I'm capable of. What I yeah. did was I did. I hired a studio. I hired a stylist and I hired a photographer. I was like, we're doing a shoot mm. to make an art directed piece out of this, and yeah. I made my press photos mm. that day, which I need to update now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> also that entire Ghagra Choli with Papa Don preach clothes. Mm. And I yeah. was like, I need to show and Walsh. That even if you've hired me as an influencer, I'm capable of putting a post a lot which is more, not yeah. just me sipping fruity on a Monday morning or something yeah. like that. So I did art directed, went out of my way and did this. It just like meant the world to me because I wanted to do my best, and I felt like you know those occasions when uh, you meet your heroes and then they look at your mm. work and. I didn't know who Jessica Walsh was till I was in third year of college because hmm. I was not acquainted yeah. with the graphic design knowledge. So I was just literally hmm. doing what I was doing, and one of my classmates was like, "Hey, are you copying Jessica Walsh?" I was like, "Who is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and I just googled, and I found out. I was like, "Listen, just because somebody uses bright colors doesn't mean you're copying <laughs> them." 
like this is the worst perception that people have of design mm. in general is that if you use the same color palette then, then you're, you're full charming yeah i was yeah. like listen dude i come from dehradun we don't know what the internet was till i was in 11th grade <laughs> <laughs> I was like mujhe pata bhi nahi hai ki ye exist karta hai and then I started actually like I feel like my work would have been very different if I didn't get conscious hmm. of something at yeah. that point because somebody said something to me my work took a very different direction yeah I think it also just gave you the space to just develop what you were doing right yeah. whether it was conscious or subconscious no, okay exactly. so coming to my question so okay yes you worked with Shruti which again <laughs> I'm obsessed with and now that I know the back story I'm even more obsessed with but you also worked with you know brands like Unilever, Google, Instagram. So, do you have any fun client stories from your experience that kind of like stick with you? <laughs> Aside from like throwing yeah. up with Sooty. <laughs> the funny bit is the funniest client stories that I have are with brands who are not big. Because when you're working with big yeah. brands, you're supposed to be grown up and serious. Because hmm. they approach you from that uh, you're grown up kind of a way. But when I was working with Google on Women's Day this hmm. year, Uh, my mm-hmm. didi was cleaning the house okay behind me and the video call is going on she didn't know she came and she did jog up behind yeah. and everybody on the call the head of marketing and google was like hi didi <laughs> and that just broke the ice and i was just like these people are human beings Yeah, <laughs> and it was so much fun. My cat was everywhere at that point, and he was just like climbing on shit. And I was like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know. Gagu is just like not cooperating. I love how I love how he's called like, Gagu, and they're just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> they were all cool with it. That was really fun to know. But yeah, essentially, like that's how I was like these big brands that we aspire to work with. At the end of yeah. the day. You know, I realized that this is one thing that a lot of people don't do. Yeah. You need to actually have the courage to tell people that you want to work with them and then yeah. giving them the chance to take a decision that would this fit into their work or yeah. not. So like I realized that I reach out to like I do a lot of cold calling, a lot of hmm. cold emailing to a lot of people and a lot of brands and it works because some people revert yeah. back with saying yes you would like yeah. to work with you versus some people not reverting at all and i feel like when i felt that feeling of not being getting a reply to i realized that we like i never had the time to reply to mm. the internship request that i got yeah so i made sure that um every day i take out like an hour yeah. to reply to every to internship just do request. admin and so like and i feel like I feel like this. It's so strange. Every time I put up a post saying how to work with freelancers, I get like fifteen thousand applications. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not said that you internship hai ki nahi hai, kuch nahi hai. But chalo, chalo. Like this person knows how to work. We'll work with her. Like that is the. Yeah. And but it's really cute to see people tailoring their CVs to sort of fit the brand's aesthetic. Hmm. It's so cute. You know, I. Think it's really cool. I don't know how they find the time to do it. it trust it me, I'm doing it right now. It takes a lot of time. I sent me so the other day I was working on my CV for something else, and like okay, so small side note, you know I feel like our age group as a generation, I I really genuinely have hope. Our age group as yeah, a generation. I'm specific about our age group because, like, I genuinely have hope from this like demographic, and I'm not yeah, being cheesy, but just because like. We're willing to work harder. We're willing to call people up and just yeah. like say, "Hey, it's what I do." We're willing to work in any situation, yeah. like regardless of yeah. a pandemic. No, to be very and more honest. than anything, like you said, yeah. we're we're also keeping in mind that okay, we do need to remember that the other person is human, and we do need to be kind, or at least some of us, a big chunk yeah. of 
the people I've seen. Remember yeah. that. You know, keep that. It just makes me feel good. Like you know what? Not everybody's horrible. Not everybody's like. Mujhe nahi kam karna. Sorry, I got like a so little. So basically, bit, like, no. But you know what? You should work with people to understand how horrible they are sometimes. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I've had this perception of people that they are actually really bad, but they are actually good people. And that happens to me because I've heard, overheard hmm. um, other graphic designers talking badly of someone. Hmm. But you know, to be yeah. very honest, it's how you communicate with a person. Even if that person is hostile, yeah, you talk to them in a human tone and make sure that you establish that you are equal. Hmm. And um, rule of uh, the animal kingdom, like uh, Mean Girls, <laughs> has that entire <laughs> reference is that. Because you know how I have just realized with both my cats around me is like they both need to be equal and establish that they're equal to be able to share a space yeah. called yeah. home. And only when you can call something home is when you can create something that's completely out of the park. And this I think such a feel good moment. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, like why? <laughs> what is this like mad quotable yeah. moment you just had? <laughs> wow, I feel so good right now. <laughs> design Words or sentence? Whatever. Uh, breaking rules, like uh, Ooh, someone nice. says, design. I like breaking rules. It's funny enough because I was like a good kid in school, except one time when I burst Diwali crackers in the bathroom. Only one. Because <laughs> like I just wanted <laughs> to feel that feeling. You just went from good girl. Don't take any rules to the most extreme example. Listen, I have a wine glass the size of my face. I don't think I'm a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I just wanted to feel that feeling. You know, like sometimes you're curious yeah. to know, like, what do these guys feel when they do shit like this? And I was like. I will burst one lady in the washroom just to feel but what did, it feels like. Did you? But did but did you get? Did you? I got can you say sentences? I can't. I got away with this because I like they were just like they are the boys from the other school. I went to an all girls school after six because I punched someone in sixth grade and they. So I'm going to start parents. like a. I'm <laughs> going to start a petition to like have Mehak start her own podcast because I need these stories in more detail. <laughs> Okay, word two, color. I'm. Fun fact: yellow is not my favorite color. You know, I didn't think it would be. Because like I, I like it. It brings me energy and peace. My favorite color yeah. is actually teal blue. Because it's. Why did? I- <laughs> <laughs> He is having a moment, guys. No, I literally I don't know why I had a mental image that like the yellow that she uses across her work is not her favorite color, but like a like a lightest shade of blue would be her color. Because <laughs> like I like yellow to like lift me up. Yeah. But like it's almost like you know, um, having chocolate shake on a bad day, like that's yellow for me. Um, like. <laughs> I love that Having so much. Having a glass of wine on like a Tuesday—that's yellow for me. 
it's almost like it's on my screen like my background hmm. is like this beige yellow baby pink yeah teal 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 but like it's essentially like the color of the hair color for the guy in group love the band got it yeah, okay one of us got it i will google it afterwards okay so the next word or the last word is future i don't know why i think of travis scott does he have an album called future no that's dua lipa for future nostalgia i think Maybe. but also future is an okay, apple okay so for future to be very honest i think about horoscopes all the time that's fine that's valid we love it yeah cuz like i was just reading are you a capricorn i'm a capricorn no he's asking i'm asking asking me you're telling i am i'm I'm <laughs> asking slash telling because no because you mentioned your birthday being in the beginning of January earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. in this. I am a Capricorn in my uh, sunshine and a Gemini in my moonshine. So like. Uh, I'm a Virgo in my sun and a Pisces in my. Moon. <laughs> Basically, the thing is that I've realized that I have all the traits of that Capricorn meme that I saw of this guy. Oh, you want to talk to me? Oh, uh, let me schedule a time. So like, I saw that meme and I was just like attacked. Okay. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> This guy needs to get a life. <laughs> okay, listen. This next question: top five Taylor Swift top songs. Top five go. Taylor Swift songs. Okay, yeah, this um, is like rapid fire. What comes to mind? Like, but also like top. If if you want to do like top five uh-huh. today, that's no, also fine. No, but all fun. the time I think Untouchable by Taylor Swift. Um, under Untouchable, like a distant star in sky. That's my most favorite. Then okay. um shake it off I love dancing to it Love it, it. Uh then all too well is too relatable <laughs> And then I think August is that song I love it I've grown up to So It just it slipped away like a bottle of wine <laughs> like a bottle of wine it's like I love it. Uh then I really I think the first song I heard was Love Story and I can never get it off my mind. Yeah. I think and and I think yeah. everyone has either a love story or you belong yeah. with me in their like love top five. Love Story was list. the first English song I heard in my life mm. as an individual because before that I used to hear music my dad used to download same. which was yeah. same. um Deep Purple and Def mm. Leppard and all of these really like dark hot bands. But like this was your song. And I was just like I'm a girl and I have feelings. <laughs> and then he just he was like, "Hey, may I have a song for you?" And he played the video for Taylor Swift, and I was just like, "Wow, Papa, this is the best thing I've seen in my life." <laughs> so my dad introduced me to Taylor Swift. To be very honest, that's I'm so the sweetest impressed. thing I've ever heard. Okay, I feel like this is a good this is a good time to ask you, who would you want to play you in a biopic? It doesn't have to that person doesn't have to bear resemblance to you. I have a huge crush on like a lot of women in life but I think um Emma Stone yes Ooh. I love her and <laughs> I feel like she'd also get your personality She's like this she's got this um crazy that I feel like she could represent <laughs> properly like I have that crazy but I especially think of her because I know of the song from Arcade Fire mm-hmm. that she's mm-hmm. acted in Anna Anna is the name of the song that video I was like hey <laughs> <laughs> and like I was just like <laughs> girl <laughs> just imagine you looking at the video and be like oh this is the mirror that I picked up <laughs> 
But yeah, I feel like I think her highlight as an actress is Easy A. Easy and not A, Lala hands One hundred percent. It's not even a question. It's not La La Land. It's not the Billie Jean yeah. King movie. It is Easy A. Yeah. And it also uh, the one with Ryan Gosling and her not Lala crazy, Land, stupid love. The crazy, stupid love. Yeah. yeah. I just every time someone says Easy A, pocket full of sunshine starts playing in my head. <laughs> I'm just imagining her like opening and closing the card. Okay, Mehak, where can we find you on the internet? Hey, don't look for Mehak Malhotra because you're going to find a Bihari singer. <laughs> <laughs> look for Giggling Monkey and you can find me. But uh, you might find this really scary game that has like this smiling monkey <laughs> on it. Don't see that. You might lose sleep and might have nightmares. Again, I have one last thing to say, which is a repeat from earlier, which is the moment you realize who you are. <laughs> I don't think I'll be realizing who I am till I turn like I don't know what age, but like every time someone talks to me, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> so like, and like. It's just happening again and again and again to me because like the pandemic has been about. Uh, you know just showing up virtually for events and like just putting yourself on mute when you're laughing um <laughs> but like when i was actually going for events in real life in 2020 2019 um i went to this college once and they were like uh, introducing me and i was laughing okay i was standing and i was laughing next to the stage and my mic was on <laughs> they forgot This was a. This was. Um, I think it was a TED talk. I'm so sorry. This was that TED talk with that sari, the amazing sari with the bogan villas, and they were introducing me, and I was laughing. Okay, and they could hear. Everyone could hear me laughing. And they were just like uh, everybody started laughing, and I'm just like, oh shit. Oh no. Can hear oh no. Me? And I'm I'm fully imagining you just like watching them. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, and then they were like, "Oh, we welcome Giggling Monkey," and then I was like, "It's Giggling Monkey Studio." Like, <laughs> I'm not the Giggling Monkey. <laughs> yeah, like it's so funny when like today on a call somebody was like, "We would like to work with Giggling Monkeys." <laughs> it's not like I have a partner sitting in my house. Good for you. <laughs> Can't find her oh, here. God. Thank you so much, Mehak, for doing this. This was I, too I much fun. I lived it up to an extent where I just saw the clock and I'm like, four nine thirty. Wow! I'm so sorry. Don't worry, we had too much fun. Don't do not worry. I, I feel like, like this oh is. Oh my god, this is gonna be so much editing. This, this is also like hands down the most fun I've had this month. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. You can find all of Mehak's social handles uh, in the show description. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wine Club. Veer and my personal handles can be found on the same account. So please do feel free to come stalk our profiles. We love the extra engagement. Also remember to rate and review on whichever app you're listening to because hey, let's get this podcast some more listeners because we like we like other people listening to us chat. <laughs> Tune in again next week for a new episode.